0: i uh-huh. Because there has been actual preparation for Minute 100, I must say up front, before this one, Johan Johansson's score might actually be pretty good. I was only listening to a few tracks of it out of context, and I liked his music and other things, so probably pretty good. The problem is not that it's bad, it's that it's poorly used, poorly directed, and it's wasted here. Um, where's this line? This is from a piece on No Film School. You'll find a whole bunch of pieces on NoFilmSchool.com by this guy, John Fusco. Apparently he's obsessed with this movie. Uh, I got at least three of his pieces on the movie open right now. This is about what Panos told Johansson. On one occasion I said to him, I want it to sound like being a kid in the backseat of your friend's Big Brother's Trans Am and it smells like weed, leather, and that yellow pine tree air freshener. You're kinda scared, but it's thrilling in a way too. Without hesitating, he responded, I know exactly what you mean. Towards the end, he told me Mandy was very important to him personally, and it stood to reason. Despite the delicate beauty of much of his work, Johan loved heavy metal and psychotronic cinema. He was a rebel at heart. Uh, This is a piece that Fusco is quoting a thing that Panos himself wrote. Johan went above and beyond, and I suspect to the limits of his sanity to make the music for this movie. His words and his actions made him more than a great collaborator. They made him like a brother to me. I'm sad our time together was so brief, but I'm very proud of what he accomplished on Mandy, and I believe he was too. Johansson killed himself in February 2018, a few weeks after the film premiered at Sundance. This isn't necessarily true, his death has apparently been ruled an accidental cocaine overdose. The first piece I did read about his death did suggest he took his own life, so I just went with that, but then changing the phrasing actually makes it a little more too specific. He worked on Blade Runner 2049 and uh, Kevin Keller in a piece the title of this, a piece called, Did Hollywood Kill Johan Johansson? 20th August, 2018. Implicates Hollywood. I was going to say, suggests, or he doesn't say outright he killed himself, but it's clearly the point he's going for here. Johan worked on Blade Runner 2049, and then his score was rejected for being too experimental and not commercial enough. So then this composer, who does very interesting, evocative, strange music, signed on to do the score for Christopher Robin. And uh, in Kevin Keller's piece, he says, Under tremendous pressure, especially in the wake of the Blade Runner 2049 debacle, Johan plunged headlong into a score for Christopher Robin, spending long days, nights, and weekends composing the score. By all accounts, things seemed, at least on the surface, to be going well. But then in early February 2018, Johan stopped answering the phone at the Berlin apartment where he was working. After a couple of days, the police were called, and when they broke into his apartment, they found him dead, at the young age of 48. Toxicology tests and an autopsy revealed the cause of death to be an accidental overdose of cocaine. Had the pressures of Hollywood, along with the heartbreak of Blade Runner 2049, proven to be too much for this sensitive, thoughtful man from Iceland? Though we'll never know for certain, it remains a horrible tragedy that the world lost such a beautifully talented artist and human being. Johan Johansson's work will live on, and I have no doubt they changed the face of film music forever. Why did I bring it up? It's the thing. See, I connected it to Mandy. I hear he killed himself as Mandy was coming out. What did he pour into this film? What did he pour into Christopher Robin? What did he pour into himself in order to do Christopher Robin after the... Projection of Blade Runner 2049. There's certainly some story here, it sounds like, even if it's an external overdose. The fact that he's, I mean, did he have a regular cocaine problem? Or is it something that he needed cocaine in order to get done? This score that, wouldn't want to say it's beneath him. Maybe he always had a love for Winnie the Pooh, I don't know. But it seems certainly out of his normal oeuvre when he did Sicario and The Arrival. He picked interesting films that needed strange music. Ultimately, the score for Christopher Robin was uh, done by John Bryan and Jeff Zanelli. It's unfortunate. Here's the thing. It's like I've been reading about the movie, and about Panos and stuff. Panos tells No Film School. I started writing Mandy at the same time that I was writing Black Rainbow after the death of my father, which was sort of compounded on the top of the death of my mother, which I had sublimated and completely suppressed and not dealt with. I realized that I had to face these things and cope with them, or it was going to eat me alive. It wasn't on purpose, but I realized in retrospect that they were both articulating two separate parts of the same thing. Black Rainbow deals a lot with control as an expression of how I was pushing in my emotions and felt kind of trapped. Then Mandy is the opposite of that. The movie's a very emotional, outward expression of those feelings. I've said that Black Rainbow is like an inhale, and Mandy is an exhale. I became obsessed with the revenge genre around that time because it can be a very cathartic genre. I wanted to make a revenge movie that centered around the person in a way that was being avenged as much as the Avenger. He didn't. <sighs> See, I, I started start this. I start this this piece of minute one hundred. I still can press play. Dealing with death because it sucks. Johan Johansson, whatever he was dealing with in his life that led him to kill himself. I'm glad he had an outlet, a creative outlet, and was able to make great music. It's unfortunate that part of that got stuck on a piece of crap like this. I'm glad that Panos Cosmatos has an outlet to deal with the death of his mother and death of his father, and he makes these movies to do that and express himself, but that doesn't mean the movies are good. It doesn't mean the score was used well. Black Rainbow is a boring piece of shit with a stupid ending. Mandy is mostly boring. Things that should happen quickly take forever. You want to deal with grief. You want to deal with your emotions by expressing them in a film good for you. That doesn't mean we have to think it's good. You want it to be centered around the person in a way that was being avenged as much as the Avenger? No! The movie is not about Mandy, no matter what the title is, no matter whether or not that's actually her name, which we do not know. Just because you spend a lot of time looking at her doesn't mean that we know anything about her or we care, or that we should. That's more important, that we should. There are people that watch this movie and apparently get really involved and love it and love these characters and they go out and buy their fucking 44 shirts and their tiger shirts and they get excited about them and they wear them and they buy extras because they're going to wear them so much that they're going to wear them out and people that buy replicas of the fucking axe they made replicas of the dagger and replicas of the horn of a brax so that people probably buy those too so they're on last year mm, reference outside the show uh, doing Michael Myers minute, in the original Halloween, is by the time I finished with that movie, I was kind of tired of dealing with Halloween fans. Online, in particular. Because online, fans of things are. The only fans you're going to get are the ones that just want to express how great a fan they are. Separate from horror films, I have this problem with The Room right now, cause I'm doing The Room Minute also. And the room movie group on Facebook is a really annoying group of people who post stupid memes and then quote the movie, and then do it again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, which in a way I should appreciate because I did the Groundhog Day project once upon a time. See, listeners, you don't know anything about me if this is the only show of mine you listen to. You might not even know my name. I think Curtis may have said it in minute 50. The internet is a wonderful thing in that fans can come together and talk about something like Mandy, something like Halloween, something like The Room. It also is an awful, awful place because the loudest voices are often the most annoying. If you love this movie, I'm that voice for you probably. If you're (laughs) listening to This Minute 100, if you've stuck it out and you love this movie, I applaud you because I think you are wrong. I think you there might be something fundamentally wrong with you if you think this is a good film, or you haven't seen enough films, which, personally, I think is something fundamentally wrong with you, <laughs> because I my life has revolved around films forever. And it offends me sometimes when a movie is bad in a certain way. There are bad movies that are entertaining because they're badness. They're filmmakers that are entertaining in their horrible arrogance that, where they think they're great. I haven't actually listened to Panos Cosmatos talk yet. I haven't seen any interviews with him because I deliberately wasn't looking. I didn't want to know. I wanted to deal with this movie as this movie, and then I decided, fuck it, I'll look. So maybe there will be more coming out. I don't know. like, your parents died and you wrote some films. It's a tragic backstory, fine. But your parents also gave birth to you and they took you to that jungle in Mexico where you watched 2001. They made this movie happen. Mm. Getting tired of being awful. <laughs> it's fun it's stimulating when I listen to these episodes later when I'm editing them I am amused by myself and it is that creative outlet I'm talking about with Johan or Panos if you got shit going wrong in your life, get a creative outlet yeah but it doesn't mean the things you create are good doesn't mean the show is good, doesn't mean my other shows are good doesn't mean the things I've written are good Panos got two movies made good for him they suck that they're out there. That's big. the fuck have I done? I don't have time for this today. That's not even my death.